Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. Hello, 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 co-hosts. <laughs> it, it feels like it's been a while. It has like it's been, been a while. A while. <laughs> it is good been? to all be back together on this fine, fine Tuesday evening. <laughs> Oh, man, you've got your radio voice on. I'm going with radio announcer Tom all episode. This oh, is what happens God. when I come to an when I come to a recording and did not realize I was the host. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> oh, man, who How have you been? I've been good. Did y'all dream about being radio radio hosts when you were kids? Yes. sidebar on that okay i did too did you tom i most certainly did not oh you didn't you didn't make no. like tapes at oh, home i made tapes but that was not oh. my goal <laughs> i never really wanted to be a radio host i don't even, like my voice very much even now voice. when i'm bored and stuck in traffic i uh pretend to be interviewing people in my car <laughs> love it i love it so much how are weeks for y'all I'll go first. We can get the gloomy stuff out of the way. Um, besides the world being on fire and people everywhere being upset for various reasons, which I jo- join you and sympathize with you. My second grandmother died within six months of the first one. So that has been very difficult. Um, on top of which... I got permanently banned from Twitter. So my drug addiction is like (laughs) really eating at me right there. Now, Anthony. No. Speaking of the Twitter ban, I have seen you on Twitter and I'm not convinced that this is a bad thing. This may be (laughs) quite cathartic for you and do wonders for your mental health. (laughs) I don't think so. But let me just say out there, if there, (laughs) let me just say out there, if there's anybody on Twitter listening, a big old <laughs> exactly to you because well, i want to know why do we have people like donald trump jr marjorie mm-hmm. taylor green lauren bobart actively harassing people on the on twitter Bingo! without actively, any repercussions actively harassing and targeting people but i get banned for harassment and targeting people Go beep yourself, Twitter. Give me a break. And Ben Shapiro, if you're listening, you're a little freaking snowflake for reporting me, Jack A. You know who reports you? Go learn to please your wife. And uh... Well, he talked trash to Ben Shapiro, and somebody reported him. I will say, I think there are a lot of his supporters that would probably report you too. Because you challenged his God. Our friend Craig... Uh, weird Christmas. He went into detail about how usually it's the verified accounts that get people banned. So I'm convinced it's Ben because I think Ben, if you're listening, you're that pathetic to report somebody like that. So I think it's fairly safe to assume that since this podcast is about spreading joy and good things that are good and make people feel <laughs> nice about themselves, then the likes of Ben Shapiro are not listening to our podcast. So that's been my week on the misery side, but there are some good stuff too, but we'll talk about that after I hear how your weeks are. Um, My week got a whole lot better this week because we have welcomed two of our listeners to upgraded patron experiences. Welcome, Stacey McKenzie. We'll be getting some 
stickers out to you here shortly and Charlene lewis you also have some fun stuff coming so keep a watch on your mailbox hey that's super exciting that makes my week also me too welcome back stacy and welcome to the frequent flyers club Charlotte. <laughs> um, how, about how about you julia how was your week I'm also not going to lie that my week got a lot better when I did not have to discuss Fat Man. <laughs> Though the reason I would rather have discussed Fat Man than have it canceled for the reason it was, Anthony. Well, thank you. A and B, I, I guess my grandmother turned out to be your guardian angel last week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do think maybe we should put Fat Man to bed, though, because this is the second time we've had to cancel uh, Fat Man. No, it's just put off a year, just exactly like Pete's Christmas was that time. <laughs> Credit to Julia for calling it the new Pete's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what did you say? Was it Tom with a lot more death? Uh, I was. I said, let me go back because I thought it was... A lot more quite... bodies, a lot worse and a lot more bodies. That's right. That sounds about right. Uh, half of that is right. I think you would be surprised how high I ranked that movie for the record when we cover it. Which movie? Batman. Oh, I will not be surprised at your poor taste. Um, don't do this to me. Just don't do it to me. Oh, you know what? Since it's going to be a year until we talk about it, I'm just going to say right now, because I've mentioned it before, I have made the joke before, oh, I bet if Santa existed, the government would try to use him. And we got a movie <laughs> that showed what that would be like. So I appreciated that different take. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, how was your week? Um, It was good. I mean, it's still summer. We, Ethan is learning how to drive and um, I don't know. It's just, it's like the doldrums of summer. It is just, it's hot. It's so hot. It's so hot here. Yes, it is. We have multiple days this week that are going to be over a hundred. I think we're going for 10 days without rain over a hundred. That sounds torturous. Yep. So really looking forward to Christmas, winter fall i was about to say julia now that fourth of july is over it's fall we're on the slope to fall i went to bath and body works the other day and bought fall candles because they went out you know what i told christine when i saw your post what hey christine look at this anthony's a 55 year old woman ah you laugh but my house smells like fall until next year and (laughs) next july so (laughs) i love it i love it uh, we also, speaking of fall, what did y'all think of the Hocus Pocus 2 trailer? We got our first look at that movie. They look good. They look, they look really real good. good. Yeah, like real good. I'm that excited. Midler's been drinking that life potion for like 30 years, <laughs> it looks like. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker, too, for that matter. She's like, the only good. one you could tell looked aged up, but that's because she was so young when they shot the first one. Yeah. But she still does look really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited too. I'll tell you what I liked about that trailer, by the way. When we watched the trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone, I was like, uh-oh, this has a whole different <laughs> tone. But this tone seems close to the tone of the original. Dare I say, it was a bit of a darker trailer, which I liked. Yeah. I I'm a little more that. concerned about watching it, watching it with Ellie before we see it. Yeah. I uh, just screen it. We got our glimpse at book, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I hope that cat doesn't turn out to be Thackeray. Like he got his happy ending. Don't bring him back somehow. Yeah. And oh yeah, we don't want to see him grown up anyway in human just, form. If they try yeah, to do that, exactly. Yeah. And I just loved hearing that cackle of Bette Midler's again because she did not lose anything. Yeah. Now that voice has not aged. That voice did not age at all. And I thought so it was excited. really cool. They only gave us glimpses of them through the smoke real yep. quick, like them being resurrected. I love that. I do too. 
I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm super excited too. I yep. also am super excited in addition to y'all's excitement. And we also got our, first, our super excitement. We also got our first cast picture of the Santa Claus cast. That <gasps> looks now that I was really excited about. That looks really good. Cal, okay. y'all. I love Cal so much. I love him I, so much. I loved the elf costumes. They looked fun. Yeah, they look good. Tim, Tim uh, Allen looks really good. Tim Allen looked like he, you know, got in a little bit of shape. Nobody, yeah. what I didn't like was nobody had, there was no Santa suit anywhere in it, which was a little bit dep- depressing to me. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have thought. No, he was just in a suit. Nope, nope, oh. no Santa suit. It would have been mm. cool if we just saw him wearing the coat or something. What depressed me about that picture, besides the fact that it looked like it was shot at JCPenney, like for the old Christmas cards that they used to do, yeah. it, what depressed me about that picture is the fact that there was no sign of Charlie or Laura yeah. or Neil. Yeah. But also, also in all the behind the scenes pictures Tim Allen has been posted, he posted the reindeer stable and it wasn't Comet's stable. It was Prancer's. And I was like, whoa, Comet still better be your reindeer, man. Like, whoa there, buddy. <laughs> Prancer, maybe Cal's reindeer. Okay. Oh, good point. Okay. Maybe he has a different favorite reindeer. There you go. That's acceptable. Let me tell you something. If I'm not crying emotional tears when Scott Calvin says goodbye to Comet, they did it wrong. Okay. Well, what if Comet goes into retirement and goes home with Scott? I mean, oh, and he's like a pet. Yeah. They oh. um. And what? Chet is the eighth reindeer officially. That would not be fine. <laughs> see, there are a lot of places this could go, y'all. Uh, I did see a bunch of articles though. Buzzfeed, Nerdist, a bunch of them posted. People were upset there was no sign of Bernard. And I was like, yes, yes. But I figured there wouldn't be after he disappeared for three. Yeah. It would be awkward to bring him back because Neil and them were in three. I don't know what he'll do with Charlie. Surely he'll show up. Charlie has to show up. I can see them not bringing back Laura and Neil, even though I hope they do. But Charlie has to, right? As the original kid. I think so. I'm so excited. And and the official title, what? It's the Santa Clauses, right? Mm -hmm. The Clauses, isn't it? Just Is it Santa Clauses or the Clauses? I think the Santa Clauses. Okay. But yeah, exciting stuff coming out. And by the time this drops, I'll have seen Thor, the new Thor movie. Even though it's gotten one of the lowest Marvel movie ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and CinemaScore. Have y'all seen all of the memes going around where it's like if Harry Potter was filmed today or if Lord of the Rings were filmed today, all the films they would have made instead of the, sh- the few that they did? Mm-mm. How the Lord of the Rings was made in 2003 if it were made today? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> This was my favorite. Y'all look. Bombadil took this. That made me laugh. Oh, okay, that's funny. That's accurate. That's true. Uh, I did see the black phone. Oh, you saw it? Was it good? One of my favorite movies of the year so far. Ethan Hawke was terrifying. Really? I'll really? say this: they, there were a few jump scares that got me in the movie too. Oh, never, that doesn't happen which, very often, right? It does not. Now, I do want to go back after we had our episode where we discussed New Girl, and Anthony went on his rant about hipsters. <laughs> uh, Christine, did you see that comment on Twitter, by the way, by John John Cockner? Uh, listener John Cockner, who's been loyal for a while, hi John, who said, so what I've realized is a hipster must have really made Anthony's life miserable back in the day and developed his passion. (laughs) No, I think it's been working with me for the last five years that's done it. Um, But I did get a beautiful solid metal artisanal citrus juicer. 
Um, and to make it even more bougie, our lemon tree has like almost 30 lemons on it right now. So I am waiting to make some tree to glass organic Meyer lemon hand pressed artisanal lemon water. I'm calling it right now, listeners. I guarantee you, because Tom knows I have an intense passion for hipsters, I'm going to get some kind of hipster kit for Christmas this year. I'm going I'm to burn in like a bonfire. <laughs> that is a-okay. Uh, none of this has to do with why we're here tonight, though, does it? No, we're here because Tom felt like connection with grumpy smurf his whole life and uh this is not the case but i did love the smurfs as a child and tonight we're discussing the smurfs christmas episode for those of you who were smurfs fans back in the day the smurfs christmas special um first aired in 1982 and you, so, you could tell from the animation. Uh, you may have been able to tell. But I still loved it, y'all. This was not the only Smurfs Christmas episode, but it was the first Christmas Smurfs I know. episode. I'm going to interject here and say that was my mistake. I'm <laughs> under-researched and underprepared. If I knew there were three, we could have done them all. But yeah. you know what? I think we can do one a year now, and that will give us something to look forward to because I love the Smurfs. Um, this is officially titled the Smurfs Christmas Special. I was going to say, who would we all be if we're Smurfs? But it's obvious. Papa Smurf, Smurfette, and Grumpy Smurf. So never mind. <laughs> I'd be uh, Smurfette. Yeah, I don't really have... I don't really have... No, he was talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be papa um let's go with our before we jump into anything else let's talk our histories with uh the smurfs now the smurfs were out of syndication when you were a children right anthony a children uh no i grew up on smurfs I'm but they sure were all two network showed it a lot but they were only yeah but they weren't new they were all oh, no, yeah they stopped they were not new. they were in syndication Okay. Um, and yeah, I love that. I love those little blue guys. I always wanted to find the Smurfs out when I was playing in the yard or out on a hike or something. Like they're kind of like imaginary friends, right? They always help kids and everything. They're like little imaginary friends. And I would have loved to uh, befriend Smurfs in real life. So I love the show. I loved, uh, <laughs> you know. As a kid, you don't think of how awful the Jewish stereotype is when it comes to Gargamel, but I loved Gargamel and his cat as a villain. I didn't think as a kid how weird Azrael. it was. Azrael? Yep, Azrael. I didn't think it was weird as a kid that there was only one female Smurf and like 100 male Smurfs and what that implied. 98. 98, wow. <laughs> um. But yeah, as a kid, I loved it. I loved all these guys. I loved Clumsy Smurf. Okay, so I, I want to interject here. I know this is your history, and I'm really sorry, but we have no reason to believe that there are any, that we need to project human procreation activities on the Smurfs. We don't know how they're made. We don't know how many Smurfs are made. We've never seen a pregnant Smurf. We know nothing about Smurf birth. Nothing. That's true. Uh, I did always one. I did always wonder though, as a kid, where Mama Smurf was because there was a Papa Smurf. I did always pick up on that that there was no Mama Smurf. That he. Was I think like he was a, more. Of, it was more of like a cult thing. <laughs> I mean, watching like a family it now as <laughs> watching it now as an adult, he definitely gives off those Charles Manson, Jim Jones vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i loved it and i was excited when they announced the movies and then those movies hit and i was like uh no this is awful as perfectly cast as gargamel was with hank azaria those <laughs> movies were awful yeah um, so i am excited they are actually doing a remake with all animated just an animated smurfs movie coming out soon so i'm excited for that because 
the Smurfs deserve a second life, and kids today deserve to know who the Smurfs proper are. So I hope it's good. And yeah, as far as the special, I don't remember the special from childhood, but I watched it today and I was delighted. And this will definitely be going into my Christmas canon. I loved it. It brought me right back to childhood with the animated feels. We talked about that a bit with Noel, right? How it put you back in that 80s feel. Yep. And that was one of the things we liked about that. Yeah. Like that simple animation and this special did the same thing for me, and I love that. Yep. How about you, Julia? Um, I don't like Smurfs. I've never liked the Smurfs. I think they're annoying, and I didn't watch it. And I suspect probably what happened was my parents didn't like it, and so they pushed me mm. away from the Smurfs so that uh, they wouldn't have to deal with it in the background. So. I've just never been a fan. So I don't even think I saw the modern ones when they came out. Um, I'm sure the kids wanted to see them, but I was like, I'm not sitting through that. So let's find something else. Um, <laughs> the special was fine. Uh, it gave me though, all the eighties animation feels, which was just like we've said before, like being wrapped in a warm blanket. So that was nice. Um, there are Christmas parts of the special that just look and feel very good to me, right? Very nostalgic without me even being a fan of the Smurfs anyway. Um, so I did not dislike the special. Um, I do not like the Smurfs. Can I ask you a mm. question before we get into your history, Tom? To ask Julia? Yes. Follow up question. Yes. So your parents dislike the Smurfs probably, and that's probably, probably. why they pushed you away from that, correct? So, yeah. But they did not dislike Alvin and the Chipmunks with those voices and... You grew up on them, loving them, correct? I'm also not an Alvin and the Chipmunks massive fan. I thought you liked them. Not though. the show. I love that okay. Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, but With I never really watched the show. Yes, I okay, love that yeah. movie so much. And my parents, I don't think, minded it because I'm pretty sure I saw that one in the movie theater. But like the Chipmunks show, I didn't watch that much. Um, okay. But they probably That's had a hand in it as well. Can I say, I hate this, tr this trend, by the way. Right. Alvin the Chipmunks did it. The Smurfs did it. Garfield did it. Just do the animated 80s movies as animation yeah. now. Don't do yeah. this live action hybrid. Yeah. And I know Garfield's getting a live, um, an animated one too. With Chris Pratt as Garfield. Because apparently he has to voice every cartoon character. But... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm glad Garfield's getting his day properly again. But Hollywood, I know you're listening. So <laughs> why wouldn't Bill so, Murray seriously. voice Garfield? Seriously, like because why he would he not? When when you watch those live action films, which I have sadly done, <laughs> even if you just saw the trailers, he sounds exactly like the '80s cartoon. Yeah, he sounds like Garfield. Yeah, he has the mentality and everything. Yeah. Chris Pratt? I don't see I that. Don't I don't see that. Yeah, well, Chris Pratt is also voicing Mario, and as an Italian man, I feel that's culturally appro cultural appropriation. Wow. All right. Don't I grew understand. up with the Smurfs. Okay. I did like the Smurfs <laughs> a lot as a kid. Can I guess um, who your favorite Smurf was? You may try to guess. Candy Smurf? <laughs> He's a real Smurf. He's a Mr. Fix-It of the Smurfs. He was. He had the pencil in his ear all the time. Oh, yes. Is that Candy Man? I know my Smurfs. I just, I just like the name. <laughs> Candy Smurf. <laughs> Grow up, Anthony. Um, I really like Jokey Smurf in all seriousness growing up. Jokey. <laughs> Jokey in all seriousness. <laughs> yes, I did. He was funny. Um, I did not really like Hefty Smurf. He was always trying to be so strong, you know. Oh, he's super strong. Okay. And Painter Smurf was fun. Uh, to give a little background here, the Smurfs was a Dutch comic. Mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> to give a little background here, the Smurfs is a was a Belgian comic um, based on these little creatures that were like people who lived in mushroom houses in a forest. Um, they're all their names. 
are based on their traits. There's except for Papa Smurf, you've got like Jokey Smurf, Handy Smurf, Brainy Smurf, Vanity Smurf. Uh, um, and here's where I interject with the question of the week. Listeners, if you were going to name Tom, Julia, and myself as a Smurf based on our traits, what would you name us? That's a good question. That is a good question. So there is a common misconception that I do want to clear up that we've already gotten into that Smurfette was the only female Smurf and she most definitely is not. Okay. That is a, a lie. Who else is a female Smurf? Uh, they had other ones. They had Sasset. Oh, Sasset. Uh, Nanny Smurf was there for a while. Okay. All the Smurfs are three apples high. That's how they're described. If you look at the their image, though, they definitely look smaller than that. Yeah. That's, they three, look- three apples high could not fit in a mushroom. It could not. It could not. Um, and they all have the uh, the the stooped over middle age. Yeah. Or middle, uh, yeah, middle ages hat from you know Europe and the Near East. Uh, they they're, they are set in the Middle Ages or a time equivalent to the Middle Ages, as we see. Sometimes their technology is a little advanced. I mean, and they are the biggest clue to the Middle Age setting is Gargamel, right? He lives in the castle with the spell book. He's wearing the monk robes. He does, he does. But in the even other things, like we see the uncle in this episode comes. He's obviously a prince. Mm-hmm. We're pulling by horse and cart. Um, the main villains, like we said, uh, is a wizard, an inept wizard named Gargamel and his cat, Azriel. Um, there are a total of 105 Smurfs over the, the life of the run. Oh. They are uh, like in case, worst nightmare. <laughs> in case anybody's wondering, they are the epitome of a highly functioning communist society. Uh, everything is based on you know helping each other, doing what's best for the the everyone. There's no like currency shared. Um, but yeah, use your talents for the good of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, at Honestly, though, in all seriousness, as a kid, I really liked, um, oh, God, uh, what's that Smurf's name? Hold on. You seem like you'd like Brainy Smurf. Wasn't Smurfette created by Gargamel? was it? Brainy Smurf. Uh, Smurfette was created by Gargamel as, like, a plan to capture the Smurfs, but she, like, found her goodness being around the Smurfs. She was a deep... Uh, So, just again, we don't need to put any sort of procreation requirements on. We don't know where they come from. But the Smurfs also created other Smurfs, so. Hmm. I uh, I do like Papa Smurf though, because as Patrick uh, Winslow calls him in uh, the Smurfs movie, the little blue Santa man. <laughs> That's why yeah. I probably liked him as a kid. <laughs> Is that a recurring thing in Smurfs that he's mistaken for Santa? I think in all the Christmas ones. Yeah. I think, okay. yeah, it's a recurring theme in Christmas. Okay. So let's discuss this episode and this, this, the Smurfs in general. The, these were, um, again, based on a Belgian comic. They were created by uh, Pale, who was a, he also did Johan and Peewit which is where they, they first appeared. Uh, they were originally in English called the goblins, just in a, the book. They were uh, in 1973. It was Dilly Ducklings and the goblins, but they were renamed Smurfs. It's a good change. It was a positive it is. decision. I mean, considering that Gargamel is essentially an offensive Jewish stereotype as it is to name the show, the goblins, <sighs> that would have been like, really awful honestly the director gerard baldwin was the director of quite a few things that we all watched as a kid he was a director of the bullwinkle show which was before our time Mm -hmm. he did peabody's impossible history uh george of the jungle he george george of the that movie with brendan fraser is awesome by the way i will stand by that movie (laughs) i loved that movie as a kid he's a national treasure 
Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. I know, and he's playing. I love Brendan Fraser. Batgirl. So Michael Keaton's going to be facing off with Brendan Fraser and Batgirl. He also directed "It's Grinch Night." If y'all remember that, the '70s Grinch spinoff, hmm. Yogi's version of the Grinch. Yep. Yep. Yogi's First Christmas, My Smurfy Valentine, the Smurf Springtime Special, the Smurf, the Smurfic Games, Smurfly Ever After, Garfield's Holiday Dinner, and four episodes of Tiny Toons Adventures. Oh, you know, l- listening to you rattle this off, I just realized there is so much Hanna Barbera cartoon Christmas content we have not dived into. Yeah, that's right. You're correct. You are, in fact, correct. Um, it was written, like I said, by Peo, and then Gerard Baldwin was involved in um, some of the writing, as well as uh, one of the creators, Yvonne Delport. Hmm. The recurring voices we see a lot, one of the most famous is Lucille Bliss, or one of the most recognizable, just because she's the female that stands out, mm-hmm. is Lucille Bliss, who is the voice of Smurfette through the show. Um, and she did a lot of voice work before her passing. Um, she was on the Smurfs. She was on ABC Weekend Specials. She was in the Ewoks TV series. Oh, I remember that show. Was it terrible? The, it was awful. The Christmas that almost wasn't. Casper the Friendly Ghost. She was a an, a voice actor in the Lord of the Rings 1978 series. She was on Flintstones Christmas as the field mouse. Um, So can I ask you guys a question? mm -hmm. Because it looks like she did a lot of Hanna-Barbera work as well. She also did. Um, It was the voice of Anna. Are you guys a fan of Hanna-Barbera in general? Absolutely. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. I went to Hanna-Barbera land in the woodlands when I was a kid. And it was one of the greatest things in the world. I never got to go. They had my name. They got my name on the screen. Oh, man. My birthday. That's awesome. I mean, Hanna-Barbera is what? Like I, I never liked Yogi Bear, but, but like name them and I'll Flintstones, tell you. Love Flintstones, oh, hey, Jetsons, boo, boo. huge fan. Y- Yogi, no. Let's uh, steal some picnic baskets. Scooby Doo, love Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, where uh, are you? Wasn't he also? Did Hannah Barbera do Underdog and all those ones? Uh, Droopy, Droopy Dog. Yes, Droopy Dog was Hannah Barbera. Yeah, I like Hanna-Barbera. I mean, you put the Jetsons in any category and it's going to be something I love so much. They also did Johnny Quest. Yeah. Oh, that is what, and uh, Space Ghost. Space Ghost, Coast to Coast? Is that Brack? Well, I mean, that, that is Brack. Oh my gosh, Brack cracked me up in college. I had so much. The best much episode of that was illegal Brack stuff. On my can I just say I'm so surprised they have not tried to do a live action Johnny Quest or Space Ghost movie yet. Meat log, meat log, what a treat! A healthy side of processed beef <laughs> as a meal or for a snack. It's my favorite saturated fat. I love Space Ghost. I do too. Uh, Papa Smurf was Don Messick. Mm. We've covered a million times before. We have. We have. He's in every Hanna-Barbera slash animated thing ever. Um, as is Paul Winchell, mm-hmm. who is the voice of Gargamel. Michael Bell plays the voice of Handy Smith. Handy, Handy Smith. Handy Smurf. He was in G.I. Joe, Transformers, Soul Reaver, DuckTales, Batwoman, oh. Voltron, The LeBrons. Uh, he was on an episode of Community as G.I. Jeff. That's extra funny. Yeah. The TV show Witch, open season. He was in the Batman, the TV series. Hmm. Rugrats, recurring actor there. Corpse Bride. I hate Corpse Bride. I've never seen it. I'm, I'm ignoring you for that. We just listened to <laughs> House Guest, the podcast with Carson Ellis and... Um. Oh, what's his name? Lead singer of the Decemberists. I'm embarrassed by this. No, all I can think is Ben Gibbard. Colin Malloy, Ben Gibbard's um, Zoe Deschanel's ex-husband. No, it's the podcast with Carson Ellis and Colin Malloy, and they had one of the the uh, two of the artists from uh, Coraline on there, which was really cool. While we're talking, going down that 
Did y'all ever see the theory that Frankenweenie, Corpse Bride, and then The Nightmare Before Christmas is the trajectory of Jack and Zero? Like, that's like their canon. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> um, who else do we want to talk about? Brainy Smurf was pretty big deal in here. Jokey Smurf was a woman, June Foray. Have we covered June Foray? I don't think so. Name is done a lot of weird stuff, too. She was Granny in the in the Looney Tunes. She was on DuckTales. DuckTales. DuckTales had to have had a Christmas episode this month. Ooh. Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. She was Dennis the Menace, Garfield and Friends, all the things. So Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Tiny Toon Gummy Adventures. Bears. Bouncing here and there and, and everywhere. Where she was also uh voices <laughs> of dinosaurs in uh the land before time uh, Teen wolf she did a lot of stuff little fit the long neck sarah the three horn ducky the swimmer petrie the flyer and spike the spike tail mama i have flyer <laughs> so for this show we've got two kids uh guinevere and what was her brother's name random kid Guinevere and blonde-headed kid. I can't remember. It was okay. William. Well, Guinevere's the main one. So. Yeah, she's what one really matters. <laughs> now, are we to believe since this was set in medieval times, this is a the Guinevere as a kid? I wondered myself. I don't know. I loved you, Guinevere. I love you, Guinevere. Edgar I loved you. Edgar. Okay, Guinevere and Edgar. Are these kids? They're having a great Christmassy time, just sleigh riding through the snow with Grandpa, mm -hmm. singing Christmas songs, talking all about Santa Claus. It's pretty magical, <laughs> until the eggnog kicked in and Grandpa had a little accident and got trapped underneath the the sleigh. The horse <laughs> ran away. And he's not uh, moving from the from the uh, from the wolf that just went away after the horse ran away. So the kids go looking for help. And they go to a big, scary, creepy castle where the it's Gorg not even a castle. It's a tower. It's a it is just one tower where Gargamel <laughs> is. And he just basically tells the kid, nah, not interested in helping you be gone. Well, because, because Gargamel hates the Christmas season. It's Gargamel miserable. hates everything. He does hate everything. And he, due to Asriel knocking over a stack of his books, he finds mother's old recipe for making life miserable. And he thinks it's a perfect way to destroy not only the Smurfs, but the Christmas season. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to destroy Christmas for everybody. The kids leave. Wait, and then which, we... which, by the way, if you've watched any Christmas TV episode of anything ever, you know that one of the lioness moments is going to be Gargamel coming to realize to appreciate the Christmas season and get the Christmas spirit by the end. Yeah, it's fully expected. Although it's not a real change, it's just more he gets scared. But we meet this, we meet this evil warlock, this this more powerful warlock. Uh, we know he's more powerful because his skin is green. Yes. So I mean, he didn't look goofy, and he, and he has no whites to his eyes like Gargamel does. None of the humans do except Gargamel. Interesting. That's right. They're just black dots. It's just black dots. I found that very odd. That is very odd. So this warlock somehow knows Gargamel wants to destroy the Smurfs. He's like, tell you what, dude, I'm going to help you kill the Smurfs. You help me catch these kids. I want to catch these kids because their uncle keeps just, you know, un keeps foiling my diabolical plans. So their uncle, who's a who's a good prince, he's so good that that this, this warlock can't stand him. Uh, and then I'll tell you how to destroy the Smurfs. So, you know, Gargamel, of course, is is all about it. He goes out looking. And then he meets the uncle and his very small rescue party. Well, and the, and the, let, the I uncle's like a rich that. prince. Hold on. I got to finish this part. The uncle's a real rich prince. Like he's got lots of money, right? <laughs> he offers a whole whopping 10 coins, 10 gold coins to help his niece and nephew, which says to me, he's probably not that committed. <laughs> I mean, didn't we learn from Jack Frost a few weeks ago? You only needed like a handful of coins to buy a house, a horse, and a bride. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so the Smurfs, he runs into 
they're the rescue party. But I yep. love that the reason they stumbled upon them to begin with was Hefty Smurf ate the last walnut that goes the on, Christmas top pudding. <laughs> on top of the Christmas pudding. So they all set out as a whole big family to go get a Walmart from the school. Not all of them, just Papa's favorite five. Favorite five. So grumpy, brainy, hefty. Smurfette. Smurfette and clumsy. They all Was it Vanity there too, or did we only see him when he went back? I think we only saw one who went back. But they all set out <laughs> to get a walnut from a squirrel, to borrow a walnut from a squirrel. And that's when they come across Uncle trapped under the sleigh. And I found that funny. Like, Uncle it's goes such away. a smurf thing. Oh, let's go get a Walmart. Oh, Walmart, Walmart. <laughs> so they end up, but they end up stumbling across the kids as they're about to get eaten by a wolf. Mm-hmm. Now, in this time, like I said, Gargamel runs into Uncle, gets offered the gold to bring the kids back. So he's, you know, being the awful Jewish stereotype, the money, his his eyes light up when they mention money. Um, which, as a kid, didn't mean anything to me, but I did find offensive in this. Yeah. I, I mean, they don't even, like, it's not even subtle. No. He's a caricature, like a bad caricature. Yeah, and which so, is why I was surprised in the live action movies they made Hank Azaria, who was a great Gargamel. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. Hank Azaria is just great in everything, but they made him like so cartoon accurate. And I was like, couldn't they have updated him for modern times a little bit? So he ends up walking around like the. the while he's looking for the kids, they get attacked by wolves. And Papa Smurf, you know, three apples high, goes up and tells this wolf, hey, yo, back off. Yeah. These kids are with me. He totally And does. he leaves. Like a boss. Not just any wolf, by the way. They did this close-up of the wolf attacking the sleigh, and he looked demonic. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's actually kind of scary. <laughs> like that point of view shot of the wolf attacking himself. He reasons with him. So they're going to take the kids back and help them. The kids heard the story of Santa that he had a red hat, a beard, and carried a big bag. Well, Santa's got his big bag. I mean, Papa Smurf's got his big bag with a nut in it. <laughs> so he's just carrying his... So Papa Smurf's just walking around carrying his nut sack. So they're, they're, they're taking the kids back. They're going to help. They're going to do the right thing. Gargamel comes and kidnaps the kids. Before he finds the uncle, he finds the evil warlock, gives the kids to them. And gets his recipe for destroying the Smurfs. So he goes to Smurf Village, casts a smell, just smell, casts a spell, <laughs> kills the tree, and destroys all the mushrooms. And uh, did you ever uh, wonder then, that as a kid, why he didn't just go to the village and pick all the mushrooms? Yeah, I have no idea, dude. I had no idea. The whole thing just seemed weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, he destroys all the mushrooms. He destroys the whole village. Yeah, so he takes, he destroys the them. He uh, then he goes back, and he stumbles across the kids again. And the warlock is like, you know, you're going to be helpful for me. You're going to come with me on this last journey. And we just thought he was going to kidnap the kids. Like we didn't know what he was going to do, but. For whatever reason, he produces a big ring of fire and is doing some sort of satanic, you know, Democrat child blood drinking ritual on them. I I fully expected Hillary Clinton and George Soros to pop up and start joining that trend. No, the ones I learned today was uh, Anthony Bourdain was, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Anyway, I'll edit this out. Anyway, you know, the, the, the the actual pedophile ring Jeffrey Epstein's brother oh. and Anthony Bourdain is the one who would they prepare do look the children they do look he alike. prepared the but on the island he prepared the children for consumption what Anthony Bourdain did which is why he was so comfortable with all the weird food all I oh my gosh I am so sad I'm not on Twitter I used to hate those people who used to be like why don't Democrats want to release the Jeffrey Epstein list 
Yeah, you know what? I want to release a Jeffrey Epstein list. You know what? If Bill Clinton was on that list, send him to jail too. But guess what? Your guy has pictured Jeffrey Epstein in a lot of photos too. So looking at girls, he's yeah. on the list too. Ugh. So the Smurfs don't know what to do, but Papa Smurf comes in. And he's like, "Hey, let's sing some good songs with love." And there's the 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 warlock who could create this ring of fire can't do anything to the Smurfs who are just singing at him, and they keep singing louder and louder, but it's not enough. And then they're like, Papa's like, hey, kids, you know, the song super simple, like two lines, jump in, put your heart into it. They're singing. He's like, no, 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 not good enough. Try harder. And then we have Gargamel start singing and the warlock disappears. You know what, Tom? I sense a tone of like disbelief a little. What I don't like is when I think of when I think about this stuff critically, it's dumb but i know <laughs> like it you i like it our top rated christmas movie literally the climax is them singing for the christmas cheer to get the sleigh to fly and literally that climax is james khan not singing with enough enthusiasm yeah and when he does the sleigh flies it's the same situation here it's not a ring of fire yeah. cast by a it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tom, maybe you know this because you were a Smurfs fan. They're just yeah, people, right? Are they magic? Like, what are they? Uh, sometimes they're magic, sometimes they're not, you know? Okay. It's kind of whatever. Um, but apparently their singing is magic here. <laughs> that, was, that, by the way, is one of my favorite lines from Seinfeld. After George sees the Titanic, he goes, Jerry, so that old woman... She's just a liar, right? <laughs> She's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> so they defeat the warlock with their song. Yep, he's gone. And Gargamel joined in the song. He realized his wrong, his evil ways were wrong. Until the next episode. There you go. And then he's back to being who he is again. Totally forgot what happened in this episode. Uh, you know, but that's that's kind of what's necessary, right? That's what we, we need that to keep for things to keep moving along. But that, um, that's not if, the moment that really gets me this episode, though. What gets you this episode? When the Smurfs go home and find their village destroyed and realize they have nothing left. And they're still like, you know what? At but least we have each other. They're not going to let that get them down. And we didn't mention at the beginning, Harmony was practicing a horn solo that nobody wanted to listen to. Mm. Oh, God, it was so annoying. They have (laughs) nothing except each other and for some reason, Harmony's horn. So Harmony plays a solo for them. And these little blue chest people somehow magically bring their mushroom village and all their stuff back to life. Magic. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, good job, Harmony. So, and I love, I love. They're like, "How did this happen?" And Papa Papa Smurf has no idea. But I don't sure know that anything can happen on Christmas. I don't know. Stuff gets weird here too, guys. <laughs> uh, let's Papa's approach. So, um, my final thoughts. Wait, did it. y'all have any invisible f- friends as a kid? No, no. Because that's what the Smurfs remind me of. They're like I had real friends. friends. I didn't need fake ones. Well, good for you. Some of us had a whole classroom full of invisible. I mean, I talked to like my cabbage patch, like she was a real thing, but she wasn't invisible. But she also was not real. So where does that fall in the camp? You know, back in the day, I had an invisible friend who remarkably, now that I think about it, looks like Murray on Sesame Street, except he was blue. Really? Was you do hate but Murray. I did not hate, so I did not hate my invisible friend. What was his name? I'm pretty confused by your invisible I think, friend. I think his lie. name was just Bluey. Bluey. Oh, and he was Bluey. Blue. Like Bluey. But he wasn't a... Oh, yeah. like Bluey. She wasn't a blue dog. No. He was an annoying monster like Murray, except he wasn't annoying. Oh. Just a monster like Murray. Oh, I know Tom went through this plot very fast, but there were... I really like this. I thought again. Oh, should I not have? 
<laughs> the animation was very well done. It was like a warm blanket, like Julia said. It's that 80s animation. Love it. Um, I know Julia will disagree, but the Smurfs always bring me right back to childhood. And like, they're like a warm blanket to me in general. But the, the whole Christmas thing, as cliche as the plot is, like with Gargamel, you know he's going to like get that little bit of Christmas spirit at the end. And you know the Smurfs are going to save the kids and their village at the end. I loved it. It gave I'm me glad. feels. Me too. And I always love the Smurfs as like they're a family, but they're clearly not all related to each other. They're like that found family almost mm-hmm. of the same species. I like that. Whatever they are. I love the Christmas uh, tree too. part. The Christmas tree was beautiful so with the pretty. actual candles in the tree. Yeah, it was so I pretty. Liked that. I was a fan of the pudding they were making. The pudding, and I like that Grandpa and the kids were singing Jingle Bells and the sleigh, and there was a lot of talk about Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's any denying this is a Christmas special. Oh yeah, for sure. No, this was amazing. Did that have a Linus I loved it. moment? It did. For Gargamel sure. had a Linus. Gargamel had a Linus moment. He did indeed. I and you know what? I know he is a awful stereotype, but I actually like him as a character. Oh, don't you hate it though? Don't you like him? I, I hate it. I do hate it that I like him. I liked him and his cat. I liked the 80s and early 90s had this thing for incompetent villains, mm-hmm. like kind of like Gaston. And Rasputin and Anastasia, even though like Rasputin in real life is supposed to be an evil bad A, but like <laughs> I don't think Rasputin and Anastasia was incompetent. He was a corpse falling to bits. Yeah, but that's not his fault. I don't know. I don't. I don't put him in the incompetent bracket. He's not dumb. I don't think he's dumb. Okay, fair. Gaston was. Gaston dumb. was dumb. Yeah. Gaston was okay. dumb. Okay. We can agree on that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there was a thing in the 80s for dumb villains mm-hmm. and the early 90s. And I really liked that trope. And Gargamel fits right in with that trope. And I liked his. And you kind of got this in other stuff too, where the animal sidekick is definitely smarter than he is. Oh, for sure. Yes. Him. <laughs> Especially that's gonna have to be. Yeah, so I don't know. I liked him. Even in the live action movies, Hank Zaria was the thing that I like about those movies. Yeah. Not Katy Perry. Or Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris was in there too. Mm. They had an all-star cast. Yeah. It was crazy. They always me. do. They always do. One of these days, we'll cover Neil Patrick Harris on this show. We have covered Neil Patrick Harris on this show. 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah, 8-Bit. And yes, Virginia. Oh, that's right. Yes, Virginia, your mommy is Santa Claus. But yes, one day we'll cover <laughs> Harold and Kumar's 3D Christmas. No, we won't. Let's not. Yes, we Let's not do that. I love that movie. <laughs> and one day we'll cover him because of live action movies i don't know if he's in it but they did a 20 minute christmas special too with the live action smurfs so of course they did (laughs) so what do we think Hmm. i'll let julia go first and she's the ladies first julia take me a second sorry this is a little difficult. This is not, rated. Just, this is you're just not you ranking think. it against anything because there are other Smurfs episodes. So go against other Smurf stuff in the future. Oh, it's not just a Christmas television special. Yeah, no. Oh, that does greatly was, make this not. much easier. I'm going to come in at a six. I loved it. I'm coming in at a nine. Whoa. I'm going to come in at 8, which gives us a 7.67. I'm curious to see what listeners think, and I'm also curious to see what, what our Smurfs would our, be. 
<laughs> what our Smurf names would be <laughs> based on our traits and personalities. <laughs> also, y'all don't go for the low hanging fruit. I am not angry Smurf and I am not the worst Smurf. So think of something more clever than that. There you go. Hmm. Disagree. <laughs> Where can listeners let us know that information? Julia, where can they let us know? What do you what do you what do you got for us today? They can go to linktree.com slash tis the podcast to get to all of our presences on the web. That's lots of different places. Reddit, Facebook, Facebook group, Twitter. I mean, all the places. Um, although our Facebook, um, our Facebook group is our more active group that we have. Um, and it only gets yeah. more active closer we get to Christmas. Lots of fun people on there. I don't even say the closer we get to Christmas, the closer we get to Halloween, because one of the most active posts we've had in a while was the Hocus Pocus 2 trip. Mm. People are quite excited. Except they Jerry, quite excited. Jerry, I'm quite excited. I know you're like meh, but you're wrong. Sorry, <laughs> love you, dude. You said, just said you're wrong. Shove it, Jerry. Where can they go for bonus content? Um, I was going to ask you that question because I'm hosting. Well, they can go to patreon.com slash tis the podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, we can get a plethora of backlogged episodes where we talk comic book movies and TV shows. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Horror movies. What? Content. What? And I'm making this pledge on the show right now. In August, me, Tom, and Julia will be back recording our Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas episodes for 2022. Always support this plan with words. And we have some good stuff for both coming up. So, And in addition, like you'll get, I'm sure when me and Julia see Thor, we'll talk Thor. Yep. I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll talk... Um, Oh, there's something else. Never mind. We'll talk other stuff too. But <laughs> what have we what have we had to come on there recently, Anthony? Recently, the most recent stuff was Doctor Strange, I think. Uh, I talked Doctor Strange with Julia. Me, Julia, and Jerry talked Moon Knight. I talked the movie X with Matt Spaulding, Santa Matt of North Pole Radio, which check out that movie. It is one of the best horror movies in recent years. Um, So lots of stuff. And in October, if you liked Todd Killian of Christmas Clatter's soul being sucked out of his body last year when I forced him to watch Rob Zombie's Halloween, get ready because he has agreed to sit through and watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 this year with me. I will uh, not agree to do that. So he will be a shell of a human being. Are you going to so, make him cry? Dude, I am an apologist for Rob Zombie's Halloween, but Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So I'm excited to talk it with Todd. <laughs> with uh, Todd. With who? <laughs> Todd. Oh, that's, a, that's different. I'm Tom. And I just told you I wasn't going to talk about it with you. And I'm Anthony. (laughs) Until I I threw it on the Halloween list on the main show in the future. Oh, boy. I'll be sick. I guarantee you, guarantee you, Julia would give Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2 a zero. Yeah, I I see that being a real possibility. I think I would, too. I think I would, too. Todd gave the original Halloween a 10 and then Rob Zombie's is zero. That's how night and day those two That is a wide wow. swing. Wow. Yep. So I can't wait to see what he thinks of Halloween too. Of course, I had to sell my soul to him and agree to sit through and do a live watch of a movie of his choice, which he has still not given me yet. So I may not be. You don't know a, what that is yet? I do not know right what there. that is yet. Last year, I live-watched Arthur Christmas of him in exchange for Rob Zombie's Halloween. So I don't know what this year will bring, but that's, I have no doubt. <laughs> given, giving his trolling abilities that it will be a uh, 
he'll pick a doozy. So oh surely. <laughs> mm. What do we have coming up on the main show, Tom? I have no idea because I just closed that window, but give me just a second and I'll find it again. I'm opening it again. I have way too many tabs open. You want me to say it? Uh, uh, Julia, I think people would love to hear you say it. Julia, what's coming up on our podcast? Well, so the next, few weeks? next week, we're going to stay in the 80s for a few weeks here. Pretty excited about that. Um, so next week, we're going to cover a chipmunk Christmas, Alvin and the Chipmunks from 1981. And then the week after now, I that, think. Oh, I think with that one, they have some sort of song that people may have heard of, right? Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah. Is it weird? We're, is it weird we're doing so many 80s shows and we don't have the host of the Christmas 80s podcast? <laughs> the following week, we do have a guest host, though. Um, we're going to be covering the 1986 movie, movie, TV special, movie, TV special, TV special. The 1986 TV special, The Christmas Toy, with our buddy Mike Westfall from Advent Calendar House, who which is dropping new episodes as we speak right now. So go check his podcast out. He is seasonal. Um, in any season, Mike Westfall is dropping new episodes. It's always a good season. So go check. And that's out. what I was about to say. If you haven't been listening to his Christmas in July lineup, you should be because. He is one of the best podcasts out there. I love Mike. We all love Mike. Mm -hmm. So excited to have him back on the show. Me too. Uh, Random question for y'all. Have you guys seen The Christmas Toy? No, I don't think so. No. I don't even know what that is. I guarantee you Toy Story stole its plot from this movie. Oh, boy. Oh, now I'm really interested. People aren't alive. Toys come to life. But it's darker because if somebody catches a toy moving, they get frozen forever. Oh, man, that is dark. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's super dark. But it's good. And it's all Muppets. And Kermit kind of like is the narrator. Like he hosts that beginning and end. He's like the bookend. It's good. Nice. Okay. I like it. Huh, okay, I'm looking forward to it. Which is part of the uh, reason we're having Mike. Because is there a bigger Muppet fan out there? No. There's not. not that I know of. There's not. I, just so you're just so we you do know, since I have to do everything with this podcast all the time, um, I did go ahead and confirm Ron Hogan for that date. Um, you know what? Good. I had to I texted him and he agreed. He, not my fault he didn't write it down. That's not what he told me. You know, I don't I don't want to call you out for you know not doing your job, Anthony. For listeners, in case you're wondering, every guest that we have on the podcast is confirmed and organized by Anthony. <laughs> I just have one moment of smug satisfaction when I got to do the thing after we got called out for announcing that he was on the podcast and him not knowing anything about it. <laughs> well, he's coming on after the Christmas toy to discuss Silent Night, Deadly Night. And then after Natalie Bickle is coming on to discuss the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I love that movie. Mm. I'm so excited to talk about that movie. I'm excited to have Natalie Bickle on. She wrote a kid's Christmas book. So that'll be exciting. Very nice. Ooh. And later on this year, we have Gory Corey, who is a horror fanatic to discuss the 2006 remake of Black Christmas. How many of the them third are version. there? We Good night. Ford, uh, <laughs> why do they keep remaking this movie? <sighs> that is the last one. We have covered because all Anthony hates versions. us. That's why. <laughs> we don't. No, no, I do not hate y'all. I love y'all, and you know what, listeners. We kind of brushed over at the beginning, but when my grandmother died, Tom and Julia and a bunch of our friends in the Christmas Podcast Network chipped in and sent me a bunch of gourmet cookies uh, as a sympathy gift, and they're amazing. I've said before, these guys are my family. Tuesday nights are my one of my favorite nights of the week. It's like therapy, and I love hanging out with these guys. So I love it, too. There you go. It's a good time. Very nice. <laughs> We've got you know, some really good, good stuff on the calendar. I'm pretty excited. What else is we a good do. time? I can't. 
we do have good stuff on the calendar, Julia. I, we I really can't do. Wait for the back half. Of, I mean, we're in the back half of the year. Mm -hmm. but I can't wait for like October, November, December because we always save our best stuff for then. Well, yeah, like you don't have to wait very long because there are only four thousand one hundred seventy-six hours left until Christmas. That's only one hundred and seventy-four days. Twenty-four weeks. Oh my gosh. Get excited, and there was much rejoicing. It was like, hey. wait, and y'all, I want to see because this Saturday, well, this past Saturday, by the time you listen to it, Hallmark Keepsake Ornament premiere debuted. All the ornaments are out. Oh my goodness. And I want to see what ornaments you got this year. I'll share what I bought. You share what you bought. I want to see. There's lots of good stuff this year. They keep upping the ante every year. So share that on our social media. Was I supposed to buy those already? Or reserve them. Oh, okay. There's still time. I need to do that. The one you definitely should have reserved is the Jack Skeleton talking Christmas because that one will go fast. Mm -hmm. Because all the goth hot topic people who don't even like Christmas will go buy that one. The hipsters. Got a lot of opinion about people, Anthony. There are a lot you of people what? you don't like. I got if problems with you people. Festivus is my holiday. <laughs> it is. If, if I lived in Oklahoma every 23rd of December, I'd invite you guys over for an annual Festivus feast <laughs> with the live stream. <laughs> oh, how fun would that be? That would be amazing. Bye! Bye. with me simple as can be next time we be in the display I hate smiles happy things will come to you don't make yourself a grin